0: Welcome today to our midweek Bible study. Today, let's talk about right and wrong confessions. Praise God. We're going to start in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, the last book in the Bible. And let's jump down today to verse, let's go to verse 11. Praise God. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into your word, that your word would be quickened to us by your Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We receive it by faith in Jesus' name. And around the world today, we say amen. Praise God. Now, I want to discuss a little bit this morning about right and wrong confession. When I use the word confession, I'm not talking about the confession of sin. So for all of my Catholic friends, I want you to understand the difference. I'm talking about the the words that come out of your mouth, the confession of your faith, not the confession of your sins. That's a different topic, but I'm talking about the confession of your faith. What is the confession of your faith? It's really what you believe and not just what you believe when times are good, but times when maybe there's pressure moments, when there is demand on the anointing, when there are situations where uh, you feel the temptation to utter something out of your mouth, that would be wrong okay I'm talking about that type of confession the words that you would speak and Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says and they overcame now if you're interested in overcoming I want you to listen carefully to what we're talking about today if you're comfortable with defeat and failure um, there's other options uh, on the internet but I believe I'm speaking to those who have a strong interest in and overcoming on a continual basis okay so and they overcame him the devil all the works of darkness they overcame him by the blood of the lamb okay so the lamb Jesus he has shed his blood he shed all of his blood at Calvary and it wasn't just the act at Calvary it was the life so you know the, when the Romans crucified people for a capital offense, a punishment of a, of a heinous crime, murder, or something like that. Well, the, you know, a lot of people were, were crucified on a cross. Jesus was different. He was not like all of these other men who were crucified. They were all sinners. Jesus never sinned. So His blood was shed. But in the shedding of His blood, it's the blood of a sinless man. Okay, so a sinless man died so that our sins could be placed on him and his righteousness could be transferred to us through faith. So they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. And we thank God that Jesus was willing to shed his blood for us and by the word of their testimony. So let's speak just for a moment about the word of our testimony. The verse concludes by saying, and they did not love their lives to the death. I think that last part, we don't ever want to skip past that. They did not love their lives. We live in a culture today where a lot of the the world has penetrated into the church. And you have to be careful that the, the selfishness of the world does not touch you the whole thrust of the crucified life is that it says in galatians 2:20 that i am crucified with christ well when did that happen 2000 years ago where did that happen oh at calvary so in the mind of god when jesus was crucified on that cross god the father saw you on that cross with christ and when you put your faith and trust in him you identified with that act of crucifixion and now that becomes an ongoing lifestyle so galatians 2:20 i am not going to be i am crucified with christ now we're probably most of us are never going to hang on a literal cross unless you you know you sneak into um, you know one of these parts of the world where isis has a you know a a little niche stronghold and they happen to find that you're there and you're christian Uh, you could potentially get crucified as they're even doing that today to some of the believers but the truth is that the literal crucifixion, Christ took that for us. He suffered for us. But we identify through, uh, through that with a life that is submitted to Him. In, in other words, as Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live oh, but yet it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So the life that we're living is a life that surrendered. So Jesus can work through us and flow through us. And that's what it means. Really. When you look at that statement, they did not love their, their lives, their lives to the death. You're willing to lay your interests down. You're willing to say, Lord, I, I'd like this, but hey, if that's not cool with you, uh, I'll let it go. We'll figure something else out. We'll do it a different way. If you don't... If you don't want me involved in that that's not on your plan for me then may I never touch it may I never see it may I never have access into it you basically just dismiss dismiss yourself from that thing and of course that would be anything that's unbiblical anything that's that's wrong in the eyes of God but also just some other things that maybe God doesn't uh may, maybe they're not technically wrong they're not sinful but they could prove to be a great distraction for you so you just say okay Lord that's fine I'll stay I'll stay away from that that and that's that element of also overcoming the last days you just you can't love your life and that's what selfishness is all about it's about me 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 and it's very interesting that selfish people are very sensitive to their needs but they can be very insensitive to the needs of others (laughs) so if something's not right in their world they know it and they're they're very why because they're they're me oriented. But if it's a need that somebody else has, somebody else is uncomfortable, somebody else is in pain, somebody else is hurting. Well, they don't care as long as it's not touching them. So uh, that that's a trademark of selfish people. But let's focus on the key middle part of the verse as well. It's very important. Okay, they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of your testimony really you can't have a testimony without a test being in there somewhere and you overcoming that test now you have a testimony so the, they, they were overcoming the devil the the blood of the lamb the power of that the word of your testimony mm, and not loving your life you know, you just you're in love with the Lord, willing to lay your life down. But I tell you what: what comes out of your mouth is very, very important. And as you go along in life, you may not really have the light turned on concerning this initially, but as you go on in life, you will realize if if you're honest, you'll realize that what you confess is what you possess. Well, I don't believe that, Pastor Stephen. Well, th- then that explains why your life is the way it is, because you are possessing things that are not good because of a confession that does not line up with the way that God says that we should talk, God, the way that God says we should communicate. Our words really need to line up with Scripture. Uh, I want to encourage you today to never, ever agree with uh, or confess in harmony with feelings that the devil is trying to put on you. Okay. Pastor Stephen, I, I feel like I'm, ta- I, I'm taking the flu. Well, don't take the flu, take healing. Don't take the flu. Don't even say that. Just say, I believe I'm, t- I'm taking a blessing. Hallelujah. And you go, shoo. well, if, if you sneeze, don't say, well, I, I believe I'm catching a cold. No, just say, I believe I'm catching a blessing there's a lot of Christians bless their heart they have to learn to retrain the way they talk because for some they did not grow up in the house of the Lord they grew up out in the world and you learn the lingo of the world you talk like the if you live in Babylon you talk like the Babylonians and uh, a lot of times you can catch yourself saying things that are that are not right you're thinking I, I shouldn't say that then that is correct we should reword this we should be sensitive to what's coming out of our mouth because what you possess is what you're going to confess that really is true so the enemy wants you to confess the feelings that he would try to put on you and so if you feel fear trying to come against you well don't confess fear oh I'm so afraid I just don't know what I'm going to do you know don't confess that that's why I'm talking about confession of faith right and wrong confession you don't want to give a wrong confession we're going to die we're all going to die no 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 stay calm stay calm and confess right in the midst of the pressure cooker situation everything is going to be all right let us compose ourselves and hold ourselves together in faith God's going to turn this around this thing's going to turn around and a lot of what you say has a lot to do with the turning around process or if you say the wrong thing you can you can expedite the sinking of your ship and you don't want to do that praise the Lord I think it's also very important what we say to God with our words and very important what we say about God, because what the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to give into feelings of maybe bitterness, impatience, frustration, and voice something against the character of God That that allows a bitterness to form in your heart you you don't ever want to touch bitterness because that can bring hardness of heart and the more you play around with that you can begin to shut down spiritually so don't ever don't ever yield to that so the enemy will try to get you to think well you know you sowed a seed doesn't look like you got a harvest see God God, got it doesn't work for you it only works for for these special ones no, no, that, that's the enemy trying to sow bitterness into your heart. Don't give in to those feelings of despair. Say, confess out of your mouth the right confession and say, God is no respecter of persons. I have sown in the good soil. I will reap a harvest multiplied back to me many times over. I will reap the hundredfold return. Mm. Call the devil's bluff say devil you're not faking me out with feelings oh no I believe the word of God over feelings and I reject these doubts and I hold to a sound mind and a strong faith everything is working well in my life Woo! they overcame they overcame by the word of their testimony a wrong word a a uh oh I don't even know if I should call it a testimony. Sometimes I've been in church services. I, I haven't been in them in a long time Where uh, because I, I go to good churches. If I travel out and speak, I, I speak in good churches and, uh, you know, hear what we're doing here. Everybody here on the team and, uh, is well taught. So, you know, there's a lot of faith going on. But I, I, I've been raised in some churches before and been in some meetings years and years back where, uh, you know, somebody would stand up and give a, quote, testimony. Pastor, I'd like to stand up and give my testimony. Sister, you go right ahead. And she stands up and gives a, uh, you know, some kind of so-called testimony. First thing, maybe you've heard this. I just want to testify and give glory to God. This week, I tell you, the devil's sure been busy. He's been chasing me everywhere I've been. And every time I turn around, it seems like there he is, causing more trouble. And by the time the person finishes the so-called testimony, um, any lift that was previously there has been completely wiped out. That's not a testimony. That's a complaint. <laughs> that that's bitterness. What is bitterness? Frustration. Uh, unaccomplished goals unrealized dreams and the enemy tries to get that in there even sometimes try to work through believers to get that in there and cause a negativity a bitterness to spread into the into the hearts of the other people I think I think if somebody is doing something like the uh, like that the pastor needs to stand up and say sister God bless you let's move on to the next testimony come on somebody let's get a good one I want to hear I want to hear a positive praise report Uh, we don't want to embarrass anybody, but that stuff should not be allowed to just pull everybody down and you doubt the, 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 the character and the majesty of God. No, mm -mm, that, that is not a, that is not an overcoming testimony. There's, if it doesn't have an element of overcoming in it, it is not a true testimony. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a complaint. <laughs> it's a, compl- uh, a public complaint against God. Now, people try to act spiritual. They have this false pride. They would never say they're bitter or angry or mad against God. But in essence, if it's coming out like that, that's what's going on. You really want to guard your heart against that because uh, victory can literally be two inches beneath your nose. So can defeat. So let a good confession come out of your mouth woo every day praise God and what you say about the Lord he hears every word that comes out of your mouth and he also can clearly 100% look and see right inside of you the attitude of what was spoken did it carry a note of insult against the Lord maybe not directly but it did have did it have a note of sarcasm when it was spoken against the Lord? Hmm, hmm. We have to be very careful about this because our confession does bring possession. We want to possess our promised land. You cannot go into your land of inheritance and possess it with an uncircumcised tongue. Okay, circumcision the covenant that god gave to abraham was the cutting off of the foreskin of the male sexual organ and it 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 was a covenant that god made with abraham here interesting with moses that here was moses telling all the people to be circumcised and he's in hot water because his own household has not been circumcised. Woo! And the angel of the Lord was about to let Moses have it, um, but you know that that had to get fixed, and it got fixed really quick. But uh, but you have to you have to live what you talk about. If you if if you want to possess your land and walk in the blessings of the Lord, you're going to have to get that tongue circumcised, cut off the flesh. Don't let your tongue just blab and blab whatever it wants to out of the out of the the treasures of the heart the mouth speaks and if there's bitterness complaining just be quiet be quiet until you can get into the presence of the Lord and let the presence of the Lord let the Lord just wash away uh, the, the doubt that the enemy would try to put on you the fear that the enemy would try to put on you get back into a place of peace and comfort and then begin to speak the strong word of God so that's what I'm talking about confession I think a lot of Christians know about confessing their sin which is something that should be done but a lot of them do not know about the words of confession out of their mouth the confession of their testimony let's go to the book of Numbers let's go to chapter 13 and let's pick it up this morning in verse 30 then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Wouldn't you like to have a friend like Caleb? Wouldn't you like to have somebody that you knew like Joshua? I'm I'm talking about people that stir you up, that challenge you. Woo! We we should never be envious or, or competitive against any brother or sister but i tell you what the faith that's on some people you want to be around that why they help lift you and so there can be a can i use the word righteous competitiveness not to not to compete to try to outdo but to stir up the faith of another when i had first been filled with the holy spirit uh, there was a whole bunch of us, uh, college age students. Um, we're, we were just—we uh, were all getting filled with the Spirit, left and right. Young people getting filled with the Holy Spirit while while we were in college. And uh, there, uh, you know, out of the group, you've got a couple of uh, what I would call firebrands—just people that you know—they're uh, just going bonkers for the Lord and totally into the things of God. And so, you know, I was just seeking the Lord with all of my heart. Some of the some of the other guys were too. I remember one guy. um, We were going to go walk the streets, and he and I were going to do street evangelism. And uh, so we show up ready to go walk the streets. And uh, when we happened to get together and show up to go walk the streets, it was it was an absolute total downpour of rain, not just raining, but like a deluge of rain. And so there was nobody on the streets. And this was a very uh, busy city, and there was nobody out anywhere. So. The first thing out of his mouth when we showed when he showed up, we met at this certain location. It was pouring rain. The first thing out of his mouth when he showed up was he said he said Stephen, he said I've just read the book of James. I just read the book of First, Second, and Third John and I also read and he, he mentioned like Philemon and uh, uh, the book of Ephesians and he read like five epistles in the Bible he said I've been in the word for a couple of hours I am ready to find somebody to minister to I said well that's good I said I just read the book of Luke he said which chapter I said the whole book <laughs> and, uh, we re, we were just on fire just filled up and you want you want to keep the fire going but we walked and walked and looked and couldn't find anybody and after about 45 minutes of walking in the down pour of the rain we found the girl who was probably of college age all by herself hunkered underneath like a shelter somewhere weeping and bawling and crying and uh, we began to, uh, you know, we went over to her. And of course, she was kind of like, "Who are these two guys walking up out in the middle of, you know, of all this rain?" But we told her we were just, you know, looking for people to pray for, and we were able to pray and minister to her. But, but I, I tell you, there, there is a confession of faith. There is a stir each other up, and you, you, you want a person like Joshua. You want somebody like Caleb in your life. Whoo, Hallelujah! And you can become that person yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Whoa, glory to God. There's enough powders and doubters and do without us. No, be like a Joshua. Be like a Caleb. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us go up at once and take possession <laughs> for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. You can could, you could almost imagine the, the weak spies saying this in, in fear and in, in, you know, shaking and just a bunch of total cowards. Mm. there we saw the giants the descendants of Anak uh, uh, came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so were we in their sight Mm. did you ever stop to think that the way you view yourself is the way the enemy views you wow Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Mm. Pastor Brooks, we ain't got no power. We can't do nothing. Well, you speak for yourself. That's your testimony. That sure isn't mine. Woo! And it wasn't Joshua's, and it wasn't Caleb's. Well, Pastor Stephen, you just not being nice. No, I'm just not getting into unbelief. L- look, all of this stuff is not going to help anybody. Pastor Stephen, you just don't understand my situation. Uh, You know, I I had a lady one time. She, uh, she was going through a tight spot financially. Not, not, not that big of a struggle, but um, going through uh, a tight spot. And I, I said something just being nice. I didn't really know her that well. I said something to just encourage her to try to lift her faith. And she, she looked at me with a stone cold look and she said, you have no clue what my life is like. I've had to live out of a car for three weeks before she said, you cannot relate to anything I'm going through right now. And I I didn't even, I didn't, it, it was just like, see now she had no idea that I lived out of a cardboard box for so long. I couldn't even tell what month it was. <laughs> I mean weeks turned into months and months and months went by and I didn't even I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know how long people have asked me how long were you there? I, I don't even know. Months and months and months and months and I just lost track of time. It's not like when you're living out of a box, you have a calendar. Uh but she she just um she just would not receive. Like the, like the, the negative spies, she just would not re- you, She wasn't going to let, let somebody lift her. She wasn't going to let somebody help her. But w- what do you do in situations like that? You go on and you be blessed and you possess your land. And then when they see that you're taking it, they, they might think, well, well, you know what? I need to step up. I need to do something. I'm going to have to deal with this old circumcised tongue. Mm-hmm. Don't let don't th- don't let this little thing keep you out of your promised land. Woohoo! Walk in love, walk in forgiveness and build up your brothers and sisters in the Lord and even love those who would despise you. Hallelujah. I just when she said that I just I just kind of smiled. It hurt. It hurt that she said that and I you know I wasn't going to get into this thing. Hey, you know I, I I've had this happen to me and no, she wasn't going to receive it. So I just smiled and I you know I just basically said I tried you know and walked away and she, she she wanted to stay miserable she wanted to blame the system she wanted to blame everybody else instead of taking responsibility making some changes and adjustments in her life so the thing is like Joshua and Caleb you must be committed I'm going in I'm going in. I'm trying to take as many people as I can by encouragement and lifting the faith of others but I'm going in And I'm going to get everything that God has for me. Can you say yes today? Now we move into the book of Numbers. I want to bring this to a close. Numbers 14, 1 through 2. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. Don't get pulled into all of that emotional stuff that sometimes people do all, you know, crying and bawling and, uh, total, total meltdown mode. Don't get into that. I've seen people get so far into that. They get into panic modes. I know sometimes I, I, you know, act maybe a little bit comical when I tried to express how some of these people act, but I have, I have seen people lean into this uh, you know, Oh, what are we going to do uh, to the point they're pulling their hair and they are so stressed that they, they, they keep going. They could get even a little bit suicidal, maybe even a lot. This, this is dangerous stuff. This is dangerous stuff. Do not get into this thing. It it will begin to sweep over people. Then you can, you can have, you can have a whole bunch of people go negative negative. And uh, you know, back in the Great Depression, 1930s, 1933, you you had men by the boatloads going to the highest building, and uh, not not to go up to the top for sightseeing, to go to the top and jump off, and that 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 just began to spread and spread and spread. So you know, strong leadership during times like that has to put a foot down and stand and be strong. Now there's there is the part of weeping, weeping with those who weep when there, when there is a tragedy and there's a broken heart, but this is different. This is going into, um, unbelief and doubt and, and basically denying the word of the Lord. And so you want to be strong and and know that balance. Verse two, and all the children of Israel complained. Uh Oh, Mm. do not complain against leadership and bitterness respect the office the the men and women that filled the office will never be perfect the only perfect one was Jesus but you must always honor the office that the man and woman of God stands in and 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 give uh, give honor to that person praise the Lord thank you Jesus they complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why, now watch this, verse 3, this is very, very important. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Why has the Lord done all of this stuff to us? Dangerous Dangers don't ever let that bitterness come in, where you start making snide remarks against your Savior, who shed His blood for you. Well, God's not coming through for me, and since He ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna get this done myself. Whoa, whoa. something's way off here. You, something is really in the flesh here. (laughs) This, This is this is not the way to talk about Jesus, who laid His life down for us. This is not the way to um, address him. Well, I'm not talking to him directly. We we know that, but you he you are in a sense um, slandering his character. And so when when I've been around people that talk like that, I do not engage. I back out real quick. And I'm saying, and I tell people, I'm saying, I'm not being a part of this conversation. This is going the wrong direction. I tell people, I have nothing against the Lord. I love the Lord. And if you've got something against the Lord, you need to work that out with him because he hasn't done anything wrong. Neither had Moses and Aaron. This is the people having made mistakes, having gotten in the flesh, and now they're frustrated because of their mistakes and they want to blame God. They want to blame Moses and Aaron instead of taking personal responsibility for their life and dealing with the doubt and unbelief and the uncircumcised tongue. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to kill us? You can hurt the Holy spirit. You can grieve him. He's not a robot. He's not some kind of heavenly computer. He is. He is a person. Well, Pastor Stephen, he's God. He can take it. Well, he can be wounded, and he can pull back. I. Uh, it, it is amazing. Just like you can wound a person, and nobody wants to be anybody's punching bag. Nobody. Ha- nobody, unless you're perverted wants pain inflicted on them no so when when things are like that the the presence of god will evaporate he'll leave i'm not saying you're not saved but the holy spirit as, as a person His a presence the, the presence will absolutely not be there lord we give you praise today verse 8 if the lord delights in us Now now you got the people of faith speaking. Here comes Joshua. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. They got got so mad at Joshua and Caleb, they wanted to kill them. Praise the Lord forever. Now, let's let's move forward. Numbers 14, I want to close it out by reading a few verses. Verse 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. See, I have heard them. I have heard them. Say to them, watch this. Now, now, I'm going to read this to you. And I want you to be mindful today that what you confess is exactly what you're going to possess. And that if your tongue is uncircumcised, you cannot possess the rich promises of God. You get a little trickle down blessing. You cannot go into the fullness of your Canaan land with an uncircumcised tongue. What you confess is what you will possess. Verse 28 Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. Just as you've spoken, the very thing you've said, so I'm going to do to you. That was your confession, that's what you're going to possess. That's what you said you wanted it. That's what you're going to get. What did they say they want it? What did they say that they were going to possess? God brought us out here to kill us. God just trying to kill us. God brought us out here to kill us. Okay, if that's your that's your confession, that's what you're going to possess. We're all going to die in the wilderness. Our carcasses are going to fall in the wilderness. Okay, that's your confession. That's what you're going to possess. Your carcasses will fall and die in the wilderness. Yes, what you want it? That's what that's that was the word of your confession. I'm going to let you have what you said. The very thing you said, I'm I'm going to let you have it. Woo! Mmm. Life or death. <laughs> Woo! Rotten fruit or good fruit. Mm. Ideally, we can't have salt water, fresh water flowing out of the same spring. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus we give you praise the carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness all of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above except for Caleb and Joshua you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in praise the Lord and your son shall be shepherds in the wilderness 40 years and bear the brunt of your infidelity until your carcasses are consumed in the wilderness. God gave them exactly what they said. He's going to kill us. Oh, those were vicious words. They spoke against God. Mm. Don't ever let the devil put these feelings on you and you yield to them and speak in agreement with wrong feelings. God don't love me. God doesn't love me. Since when did the devil die on the cross to redeem you of your sins? Never. Hmm. Jesus did though, the ultimate act of love. And he did it when we were in a hostile state against him. He died for us when we were yet enemies against him. He's done all he could do to prove and demonstrate his love for you and I don't let the enemy try to put that bitterness in there lift your hands right now let's do some good confessions say God is good to me all the time say everything in my life is being made beautiful by the grace of God say I'm blessed with heaven's best say, I am highly favored of the Lord, and wonderful things are unfolding in my life today. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'm glad, and I'm going to rejoice in Him all day long. Pastor Stephen, I don't feel like saying that. Say it anyhow. Choose life over death. By the way, that was the commandment. God said, you know, choose choose this day who who you're going to serve, and choose life. And it was a he said, "I'm commanding you to choose life." Praise the Lord, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. This this is the realm of creative power. This is the realm of creative power. God hears everything that comes out of your mouth. So does the devil. And the devil is a legalist. He will use it against you. And he'll show up on your doormat. And then you'll be like, get out of here. Get out of here. And he'll say, no, you gave me permission to be here. Out of your own mouth, you gave me permission to do this and put this on you. And then it hits him. Oh, God did this to me. I can't believe God let this happen to me. I, I, I ain't going to watch Pastor Stephen on YouTube anymore. God's not fair to me. Go back repent get it under the blood get right with the Lord and kick the devil out of your life (laughs) and say now devil now you have no legal ground to be here pack your bags your filthy stinking bags and get out of my life hallelujah and guard guard the gate guard the gate right here and don't let anything come out unless it glorifies the Lord lets it builds up your brother and sister hallelujah Hallelujah. If it's a word of correction, that it be done in love because you certainly just like I would not you. Nobody wants to be ripped apart. <laughs> Everything needs to be done in love. Even if there's correction, it needs to be done just the way we would like to be treated with love and respect and dignity and honor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get that tongue circumcised. Next thing you'll know you're in the land possessing and the giants are being defeated left and right. It's not that hard to go in. You have to govern You have to govern over this this area. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Please lift your hands. Heavenly Father, I bless your people today. I Thank you that I see now the angel of circumcision. The angel of circumcision going to cut the flesh off the tongues of those who have used it as a weapon. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God's going to make your tongue into that of a little sweet lamb. <laughs> no more forked tongue. Mm. No more snake bite with your tongue. You're going to be like a little sweet lamb. Hallelujah. Arrested by the Holy Spirit. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet. Not I, yet not I, but Christ Christ. Who lives in me I'm going to talk like Jesus I'm going to submit my tongue and my vocal cords to talk like God hallelujah and I'm going to glorify God the father with my tongue and I will never let the devil have access to my tongue to bring doubt or 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 suggestive doubt against the high and holy word of God. That's how we tried to get to Eve. The Satan came to Eve. Has God truly said suggestion of doubt? No. Nope. We're not going to do that. Praise God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. There's an anointing here. Let's receive communion. Mm. i am seeing p- parts of tongues cut off all over the place. It's like I'm seeing thousands of uh, tongues have been circumcised all over the place. Now, circumcision is a kind of a bloody, bloody situation. But it's, it's necessary. Father, we thank you. We sanctify and consecrate the flesh, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Jesus, for his grace and mercy. Oh, God, we give you praise as this body of Christ touches our tongue. Let there be circumcision of our tongues for your glory. Thank you, Father. Receive now. Father, as the blood of Jesus touches our tongue and goes down inside of our bodies, the moment it touches our tongue... May your grace be applied to our tongues and to our minds to control what we say, to be cognizant and to think about what we say and about what comes out. May we speak as oracles of you, O God, under the anointing and inspiration of your Holy Spirit. And Father, should there be times when we're weak and tired, we don't quite feel as strong as we would like to be, May we walk in the golden rule of silence until our faith is built back up and restored. Father, we thank you we receive the blood of Jesus now. Here comes the grace. Praise the Lord. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.